This is a farewell show. Before you get really excited, I'm not the one leaving, but somebody who's been a very important part of this show is. You speak, we listen. Conversations connecting people. This is the Chuck Williams Show. Hope everybody's good today. We've been kind of in vacation mode and other kind of politics modes. Uh, my father passed recently, and there have been just a number of reasons I haven't done near as many podcasts as I should have. But today we're going to do one with Dylan Hansen. No, Dylan is not running for governor. Dylan is Be careful. Not, is not, oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Hey, man, we'll break news. I'll do that right now. Dylan, Dylan is a wonder kid. He has been the director of this show since its inception in March of last year. He is direct- March. It's been that long. We yeah, we're wow. sixty episodes. Dylan, but Dylan will. No longer be directing. We're training Axel Baltazar. Baltazar? Uh, yes. Uh, we're training yes, Axel. Sir. That's one of the reasons to do this. Another reason yeah, is I think people need to know a little bit about Dylan. Thank you. Uh, Dylan, uh, are you 21 yet? I'm 20. I'll be 21 in August 26, so I'm a, I'm a Virgo. But um, <laughs> I'll be honest, it's so much harder being on the side of the mic or on, like, on the show than just like directing because I don't have to say anything. I just sit here and punch cameras for like an hour. And you've been punching them a lot. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. You are going to be leaving WRBL at the yes. end of the week, and you're going to Cleveland, Ohio. Where, I am. Where, tell me a little bit about where you're going, man. So I'm going to WJW. It is the best station in Ohio. I um, So I did three. I was going to do three interviews um, with three stations in Ohio. Um, I did one with uh, WSYX, which is the Sinclair station. Um, we, we got along really well. Um, and then I did one with WJW. And they're with the Nexstar, which is the company that we currently work for. Um, and they had really good benefits and also they are like the flagship Ohio like news station. And so I was like, I might as well stick, um, within the company and then also work kind of like with the best of the best. And so luckily I was, I was very fortunate to get that job. And then there was one more company, which I'm not going to say, which didn't even bother to give me an interview. And so they're going to regret it. Cause I mean, I also understand it's kind of a risk hiring someone young in like a, uh, I think they're a size 19 market. Um, and like for like relativeness, we're, I think one twenty seven. I think, um, and so it is a risk hiring like a young person in like a big market like that. So like I understand, but um, I'm what are you going to be doing up there? So I'll be so it's quote unquote an engineer tech position, but the actual description is so I'm, I'll be a technical director. So it's kind of what I do now. So um, for anyone that, that doesn't know, I do our weekend shows, our weekend morning shows. I've been filling in for a weekday and weekend recently, like evening shows. Um, but so I'll basically be doing what I do right now for the for the weekends, except like five days a week. Um, working a lot less hours, no podcast stuff, unfortunately. Um, but I'll probably pick up some freelance uh, editing gigs and like find something to do. At twenty years old, I was trying to figure out how not to flunk out of college. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but in the process of doing that, you've gotten hired by a top twenty TV station in a production job. After what two years here, year and a half? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I started December. 2020 so yeah it'll be about about a year and a half how does somebody who's not old enough to drink make this kind of move i mean i, I mean yeah. I, i'm i'm saying it kind of sarcastically like the like the grumpy old dad because i hate losing you yeah but how do you how do you position yourself to get hired like that it's amazing well first off you're not the grumpy old dad you're the you're the nice old uncle that we have <laughs> not old not old but um <laughs> i'm very old um so i think 
I think I don't know. This isn't really advice. I'm an awful person to like get advice from. Um, I at least I like to think. Um, I'm not the the best influence. Um, at all. But um, I think when when like people kind of said like like follow your dreams and just kind of like like don't take no for an answer. I mean, take no for an answer. But like, don't like let people stop you from like doing what you want to do. Um, in life, I kind of took it to heart and like for, for like. I was, like, at a point, I think, in my life where, like, I didn't really have anything to lose. Um, I didn't, like, grow, grow up with a lot of money. Uh, I grew up with, like, a single mom. And um, and I was, like, if I don't, like, do something kind of, like, dra- like drastic, I'm going to live, like, I don't want to, like, live in poverty, like, like for my, my entire life. My mom's been a school teacher for, like, the longest time. My dad filed bankruptcy on her. And so it's, like, we've always kind of, like, had, like, there's always been some kind of struggle. And I was just tired of that. So I was, like, I got to do something. And when I was little, I wanted to be an actor. Um, I went to some, like, Disney camp thing for a little bit to, like, try out. And then they were, like, it's, like, $12,000 to do it. So I, we didn't have the money for that. Um, so I was, like, the closest thing I can do is work in, like, um, entertainment. And so when I was in high school, um, I was really into esports. And um, I got really good at one video game. And so I used that to make connections with people that, like, worked for companies that didn't, like, um, that, like, pretty much put on shows. It's, like, they would do all these tournaments and, like, they were, like, First, it was, like, thousands of dollars of tournaments, and then eventually I got to work with, like, uh, tournaments where people were playing for, like, a few hundred thousand dollars. I didn't see any of that money, but um, so I started off my sophomore year of high school. I was doing remote broadcasting, Um, so I just liked... I, I realized I'm, I was never going to be as good as those, like, top 100 players. I was in, like, I was one of the top, like, few thousand in, like, America, but... Um, What's the game? So the game is called Dota 2. It's kind of like... It's like a top-down kind of, like, strategy game. Um, it's not like a shooter or anything. I was never good at shooters. Um, but so eventually I was like, the only way I'm going to like make money off this game is if I like go into broadcasting. And so I started an amateur and I started off getting scammed a lot. I I remember there was like, there was like Russian companies I would like take gigs from that. Like we'd work 13 hour days sometimes. And like at the very end of the tournament, they like, that's when you get paid. And some of them just wouldn't pay you. So it was a lot of like working for like exposure for experience, which really sucked. Um, but then eventually down the line, um, I start to like make connections and like kind of learn, um, how to be like more like official and like how to like how to carry myself, um, which is super lucky from like a young age. I had like people that I like, I got to talk to that were like professionals in the industry for like 15 plus years. Granted, it isn't that old, it's a pretty young industry. Um, but for like people that have been in the industry for a long time, um, like relatively. And so, um, my high, my senior year of high school, actually, I had to go to court for for truancy because I missed too much school because I was actually doing broadcasting. Like, so you were, you were one of those kids that ended up in those Russell County uh, district court hearings we can't get into as a truant. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I thought I was like underdressed because I wore like a like a vest and like just a shirt. But because like I brought a jacket, but I was like I'll leave it in the car because it was hot outside. I go inside. There's like kids. There was like three kids handcuffed. There was like like kids wearing like just like like ripped jeans and stuff and like I look like a total nerd there I was like totally out of place and then my youth pastor actually um saw me there I don't know what I think he like switched like jobs or something and then he was like somehow working there um and then he saw me there and was like what are you doing like it was just like this awkward situation then the judge he saw me and was like like you shouldn't be here (laughs) I mean what were you just I mean you weren't too cool for school. You just didn't have enough time for school. Yeah, right? I was. I was skipping school to do um to like take any gig, any gigs that I could because a lot of the like the big gigs. So I started off really working with like Southeast Asian and like Russian companies because those would take English speakers 
like without a lot of experience because um, they need okay, people that I'm spoke the language. I'm going to ask you something real quick okay. before we go any further in this interview. I'm so far out of what I know about. I just want it on the record right now. You're not okay. trolling me, right? No, this I'm 100 serious. <laughs> okay. Like it's crazy. It's so crazy because like. Um, okay. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're not going to do this whole oh, yeah. thing. I, I can confirm. We're going to put real. it. Yeah. yeah, he's told me about it before. So yeah. we're gonna we're thank you. I mean, we're not gonna put this up, and then they're gonna say, "Man, I just trolled Chuck Williams." I have the W twos and everything to okay. like to confirm okay. it, which is crazy because like I was like so young. So initially, I didn't know about tax. <laughs> so I was so initially, I wasn't making enough money to really file them at first. I remember I got my first paycheck about like a a monster, like a like a I think a Hershey's bar or something. And then, like, maybe, like, paid for, like, a subscription for, like, YouTube Premium or something. So, like, at first, I wasn't making, like, much money. I started making, like, decent money when I graduated from high school. And then, like, because then I, I was free and I could so work, like, big So, you did graduate. Companies. You didn't do GED. You went, you went out. The, you walked. You, you did the traditional walk, Unfortunately. Right? Yeah. So, I graduated from Russell County, Alabama. And our graduation was outside, facing towards the sun, 100 degrees, getting ready for summer. You're in, in like, football three football stadium layers. there. In the football stadium. The old football. I think they replaced it or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I hate that graduation. It was so I was sweating for like three hours. They chose it right like before the sun went down, so it was still like super hot outside. But yeah, I, I did graduate. I did graduate high school. So you're I knew, most of the time that I've known you, and over the last year and a half or so, you've been a student at Columbus State. Yes. Do you? How close to a degree are you? And what do you? I mean, I'm gonna sound like your dad now or dad. I'm gonna say, <laughs> do you plan to stay in school, son? So that's kind of like. So I took a year, I took almost a year off when I graduated high school. Um, and then I got bored. I was like, okay, I'm doing esports, but I have a bunch of extra time um, because like COVID and stuff. So what I did was I started early. So I started the summer of 2020, but I graduated in 19. Um, and then I, so I'm two years, two and a half years into my degree, but I'm two years of progress worth because I did like all my business major classes and I swapped majors to communications. What are you majoring in? Right now it's integrated media from communications. Um, but I don't think I'm going to, continue at CSU. Um, right now I'm going to take about six months to a year off so I can get in state tuition in, uh, in Cleveland uh, or in Ohio. Are you looking at Cleveland state? Uh, I'm thinking I might do Akron, uh, cause my girlfriend goes to Akron and she says it's a really good, uh, school and they have a good esports program. And so I might be able to like pick up some like side gigs on the side if I, if I try that out. So do they have any apprehension in Ohio, in Cleveland hiring you without a degree? Oh, they, they have. Huh? They are taking such a risk, and it's it's so wild. I mean, they have like a like a I think sixty person team, and so I'm just another body. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think I think Connor put a good word in for me. Um, but no, they're they're definitely taking a risk because I like to think I'm like pretty like I like understand computers and stuff. I've been doing broadcasting for a long time, even if it wasn't like in a professional environment like this. Um, and I've been like working on computers as like as a hobby and stuff for a long time. So I have a good understanding of like how to do things, how to edit audio, how to edit video and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, they don't know that, like, which was the craziest part about going into this. They have no idea like what I do know. And so they just hired some random 20 year old because of like a reference from my news director. <laughs> I think it's probably more than that because you know, the thing about it is one thing I'll say and if you're listening in Ohio, I can be a reference for him, <laughs> even though it wasn't called. Um, I'm sorry. Dylan's sorry. work ethic ha- is is unbelievably good, and yeah. you know, and you know, some days he reminds you he's a 20 year old, like when he calls in, and you got a major interview, and he's got a car wreck. But uh, 
Um, uh, I'm so sorry, Leslie. You're probably not listening to this, but if you are, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, but most days you don't, I mean, I don't realize just how young you are. And I think that is a testament to your work ethic, but also your abilities. I mean, you're very, very good at what you do. And you have built this kind of, I mean, you've, you've kind of taken this podcast studio and sort of shaped it in your own image a little bit. And I think, you know, I think Axel and others are going to do Lewis are going to do great when yeah. they get in here and start working it. But, you know, it's, it's hard to come in. I'm glad we're getting the test run with Axel today because yeah. it's hard to come in and do these because the podcast, I gotta be careful. I'd say this, um, but I'll just say it anyway. The podcasts are probably the most enjoyable part of my job. Oh, because I get Thank to walk. I get to walk in here. I get to be me. I get to talk to really interesting people. True, and you know, and you've watched. I mean, some of the podcasts have been just. Some of them have been, you know, traditional. But you know, we're booking pretty big political names yeah. and stuff into this podcast you know, either in studio or, you know, or via Zoom. I mean, you know, sitting right there where you were a few months ago was Brad Raffensperger, and he's certainly been a major <laughs> name in, in national news right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's been, as you've done the podcast, particularly, I mean, you do you do Jez Walls, you do Phil's, you do the sports guys, you do – one that for Jeff Struker, a pastor yeah. here in town. As you've done these podcasts, what about what have you learned in kind of because none of them are really aimed at your world. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all kind of different from what you from your world. What have you learned from doing all these different podcasts? Well, I'm, I'm first off, I'm glad that you didn't ask me which one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mine, of course. I can't say that because other people will be listening. But <laughs> I'm um, no, okay. I I I enjoy each of them, um, kind of like in their own way. Um, it, like it just kind of depends. Like sports, I enjoy the sports one because like it's it's cool getting to hear about like what like local sports is like and like kind of like a part of that world. Um, Bob's I enjoy because it's you never know what to expect. It's usually like full of energy and like just crazy. Um, kind of like the weather. Kind of like, kind of like the weather, <laughs> um, and then yours. I like yours a lot because um, not a lot of people know this because I try to like stay silent about it just because I, I'm not a big uh, like like in like terms of politics. I love politics. I like I constantly reading the news or I like beforehand before I worked at a news station. I was um, now now I try to stay away from it because I get enough throughout the week. Um, but um, I really enjoy politics and I enjoy like uh, policies and like kind of just like like history and stuff. So I really enjoy your podcast um, because you like, you get to kind of learn like all the different sides of the table. Um, and I think that's, that's, I think I've learned the most probably from your show and kind of seeing the like different types of people that come in because it's like you, you interview like people that are like hardcore conservatives and then people that are like hardcore, like liberal, like Democrats, Republicans, independents, like all over. So you get like, there's like, there's a spectrum and you kind of like see at the end of the day, like everyone does have some like kind of like not beliefs, but every, I, there's there's gonna be like a lot of places where people overlap, but a lot of people don't see that because they're like so blinded by like party lines and stuff. Um, but I think 
I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of nice people um, from your show. Um, and I've gotten to just, like, um, I don't know, people that, like, I never, like, would have had a chance to talk to. And you kind of realize at the end of the day, they're all just people. Um, and I think that's something I learned in esports was because I was working with people, like, that were much bigger than me. I was, like, helping, like, I was talent for a little bit. Then I worked, like, broadcasting for talent. And some of them had, like, hundreds of thousands of followers. And it's, like, I'm, like, I can't believe, like, I'm, like, talking with you right now. Um, and then I get to do it in your podcast. And I'm, like, at the end of the day, even if they're politicians, a lot of them are just people. And so it's, like, that's when, like, you kind of watch the news and you're, like, they're, they're making all these mistakes. And then you realize sometimes it's just because they didn't know any better because they're people. What's been the – what of – and I won't put you on the spot with yeah. the others, but what's of the ones you've done for me over the last year, I guess we've done 60 of them together. Um, what's been your favorite one or not favorite? That's not the right word. Which one have you found to be most interesting? Uh, first off, good wording about <laughs> good wording <laughs> with that. Cause I was, <laughs> I was a little worried, but, um, a good interviewer keeps the guest worried. That The guest has to think on their feet. That's I've heard so many people say that about you, too, at this point. <laughs> what um, is he going to say? I mean, the mayor would sit over there and go, I don't know what he's fixing to do now. I, I did like, um, I've liked having Skip on a good amount. Um, just because um, I've gotten to also, like, do, like, interviews. Not interviews with him, um, but I've got to, like, do photogs for, like, like four interviews for him. Um and he's, it's kind of been interesting watching him, like, develop as, like, a mayor and, like, as, like, a politician and stuff. But at the end of the day, he also is kind of just, like, a, once again, like, a normal person. Um, I, I did, like, the less need one. <laughs> You're an old person, man. No, 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 he's, no he's a normal person, normal person. Um, an old normal person. Uh, <laughs> um, but I like the less need one just because... Les needs the general manager of the world champion yes. Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> we interviewed Les... The first time before, they were just coming off a losing streak. Yeah. They had lost three or four in a row. And, you know, he was gracious. But Les, like me, is a you follow boy. So that was the connection to get Les on. Which is wild. But, yeah, <laughs> it all goes back to you follow, man. It's unbelievable. But, you know, Les was such, I mean, at the end of the day, Les is such a fascinating guy because yeah. he is in this Hollywood story in Hollywood and he's pretty dang normal at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, you know, but true story. So the first time we got in less, you know, made the thing, we're going to do a zoom call in here and Th- not the, even 30 minutes before the zoom call, not even 30 minutes before zoom call. And, Dylan was the only one who knew how to set up the Zoom call <laughs> and and get everything set. And then I get a call, and if you know anything about where WRBL is, we've got a Piggly Wiggly almost a parking lot away from us. Yeah. And <laughs> Dylan got to the Piggly Wiggly parking lot, but he didn't get to the WRBL parking lot. <laughs> no, I did not. And we're all running down there to make sure he's okay, and he was he was okay. Car yeah. wasn't. Yeah, my bank account was not okay after that. So basically, um, I was I was just going straight, and then um, this lady, I don't, I just don't, don't think she, think she was looking, um, hit the side of my car, and um, it was the old two thousand three Pontiac. It was so nice, it was so fast, and now I drive like this like tiny like Mitsubishi Mirage with like seventy horsepower. It's like the slowest car I've like imaginable. Are you gonna try to get that to Cleveland? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although 
Um, I think I'm well, probably make it to Cleveland. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I will. It gets great gas mileage. It gets like 40 miles a gallon. That's in this economy. That's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that was crazy. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I have to cancel on like the general manager of the Rams, not knowing a thing about him. Um, and then my first interaction with him was the, like the email he's where he was like, no, it's fine. And then instead of like having to propose, can we do another date? He was like, that's okay. When can we like do it again? And so it's like, he obviously was like eager to like talk to you and like do the podcast. And like, that's when like, in my mind, I was like, he's just a normal person. And he's like, he's like, you, it's, it's one thing to like, to, to say like, oh, this person's really nice. But like when someone actually, like you take a whole like block out of their busy schedule and then like to- totally cancel on them, like very last minute. And then they want to like read like schedule for it that's like you can usually tell like when someone in a professional environment is like is actually a good person because they'll usually give you that second chance and he he'd not only give us the second chance um we've done multiple ones with him since yeah and then also then right after that they won the super bowl so <laughs> well i will tell you this uh we um, uh over memorial day weekend i was in los angeles and um i got to hang with him in malibu for a few hours uh yeah, can we put just, can we put the photo up there? Uh, no, no, we, <laughs> we cannot. Uh, no, 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 we cannot. But um, you know, no one I will mean, understand that except unless they work here. <laughs> no, no, not even. You know, but that and you know, it's not just that. I mean, to me, when I look at well, the podcast that you and I've done together over the last year, the one with Ashley Devilbot stands out to me. Oh, that was such a like like inspiring story. And it was like, well, I mean, she spent seven years in prison, um, convicted of murdering her one week old child. Yeah. And the Supreme court with, um, overthrew the decision after the, after one of the, I think Wisconsin innocent project, innocence project got involved in yeah. it. And she, at the court hearing where they decided not to reprise, not to retry her and her husband, I, I said, I'd like to talk for, to you for a podcast. And I gave her my number, and it was like, anytime you do that, you know, anytime you do that on a podcast format, you know, it's like, okay, I'll never hear back from her again. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't follow up. I just kind of let it lay there. And two, two and a half months later, she calls and says, I've been thinking about it and praying about it, and I'd like to do the podcast. When can you do it? And, then, you know, that, you know, you – start saying, okay, let's set this up pretty quickly, you yeah. know, just in case she has a change of heart, you know, but I mean, her story, <laughs> her story, I mean, there are people that think she did it and there are people that are absolutely convinced she and her husband didn't. It was, yeah, it was something medical that happened. And, you know, it's, it's hard after hearing that story to like, listen to like both sides of that story because like, like, I don't know, personally, I know, like, I'm not supposed to have, like, a, like an opinion, but, like, she was, like, she was very nice, and she was, like, you can, like, some, she got very emotional during it, and you can usually tell, like, at least from my eyes, I was, I was, I was pretty convinced, but I know, like, people aren't supposed to say yeah. that, but. And I, and I, you won't hear me say one yeah, way or the other. Yeah, you're not a reporter, because, yeah. But I will Ryan. tell you this. You know, you saw that whole podcast. There was yeah. nothing in it that was scripted. There was. None. There was absolutely nothing she put off limits. I mean, I mean, I asked the question, is there anything before it started? Was there anything you'd like to make off limits? And she said, 
or this point in my life, I'm an open book. Let's do it. And, you know, anytime you've got something like that that happens that way, you just kind of go, you know, and as a director and somebody, I just did it. These pregnant pauses I have. I cut those out a lot, by the way. (laughs) Including in your tracking, I usually try to cut those out. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure the viewers thank you, too. I'll leave that one in, though. (laughs) (laughs) Axel, pro tip 101. Uh, You know, it's it's fascinating because I'm, I mean, I'm not the the fastest person, but I'm thinking and trying to figure out the next questions. Yeah. And the flow of these is important. Extremely. What have you learned about the flow of the? I mean, it's almost like when I walk in here, and I'm doing the same thing with you right now. I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was crazy because a lot of the podcast started off unscripted, and then we went to scripts for a little bit. Not scripted as in like word for word, but it was like there'd be like some bullet points. Be like that way, if you lose your like tr- train of thought, you like can know where to go. Because for a lot of like for like. For you, Bob, sports guys, for Jeff, it's like when you're starting off doing a podcast, like long form content, it can go like anywhere, especially if you don't have like pre like planned content. Um, and that's what like a lot of shows what they'll do is they'll pre plan some content, which is like it's a very normal thing. It's like they'll find like clips they want to show online or they'll have like little segments and like that's all pre planned. They'll do like pop a news or something. Um, but like when you're doing it based off of a story, um, especially like with politicians and stuff, or especially with like just community figures, you have to like know about them. And so you have to have like talking points. Um, but then eventually we got off of that again. And then we were just kind of like, it just flowed so much more better to just like have them come in and then just kind of talk person to person because you get to learn a lot more about it, about a person when it's just like, so, um, like genuine and kind of like, um, like nonchalant. I don't think I could have done this one. I, I know I couldn't have done it without you in the early, early period of it. But in my previous life on the Ledger side, Ledger Inquirer, yeah, I I was I did a hundred and fifty long form interviews that were edited into Sunday, into Sunday interviews. You might do more than that here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I mean, I definitely will. I've got to figure out where this goes after November. I I'm think. praying we start marketing it for anyone listening to this. Um, if you want to send emails to us, <laughs> getting them to ask them to start marketing the show, if you're, if you're a fan of it, please feel free to. Um, but because uh, I know you see the numbers, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, I mean, we're not doing this just because we love doing it. Although I would, this is part of my job. I yeah. do for free. But yeah. Just we we could line. easily do a few, another like few hundred episodes if they start marketing it. Cause I know, like, for example, like, we have um, our, one of our morning people named Tyler. He does, like, his own podcast just, just, just for fun. He's, like, almost 200 episodes into his. He's been doing it for a few years. And now he started just, like, using the studio on the weekends. Um, but, like, when it comes to, like, actually getting them to, like, budgets, like, buy soundproofing or budget to, like, buy, like, new equipment and stuff, it's, like, until they start, like, kind of, like, putting, like, more focus on it. And I think that's been a lot of building, like, the studio and, like, kind of, like, getting everything, um, like, structured is figuring this out This is a pretty good studio. Yeah, it's this a is a this studio. is a decent. I mean, yeah. you know, based I mean, granted, I'm I don't know what I'm talking about when I walk into the technical side of it and I'll admit that to anybody. But this is functionally operational. Yeah. We use it to voice track our stories and other things, so we'll use it to record interviews, yeah. um, you know, over the phone um or Zoom. I mean, the Zoom quality in here is a little better than on my laptop. Yeah, but, like, I mean, even, like, in the back-end side, it's, like, I have, like, four spread. There's, like, a schedule spreadsheet, a back-end to it. There's, like, um, 
I have like, we have people that rent out the studio. So it's like, I'm dealing with like assistants on the daily. Then we have like analytics. I constantly like I have to fill that spreadsheet out. And then it's like getting all like the files organized and the editing. And it's like, in terms of structure, I think we have a pretty good, good structure like set yeah. right now. Um, but there's, there's always room for improvements. And I think the next big thing is kind of just like, I think it's pushing it out. Cause I feel like at this point we, we're at a point, um, or if, if anyone's listening and they want to, if they like, they have obviously critiques, please critique because that's the, that's the only way that we can really get better is kind of knowing, like, if you're like, okay, I don't like that the shows are super guy long. guy that's leaving is telling everybody else to tell the guy that's <laughs> staying here what he's doing wrong. Oh, I love it, man. That's America there, man. Nah. Maybe I would be a good politician. <laughs> I'll, I'd vote for you. Um, let's go back to you a little bit. Are you nervous? Extremely. Like, so nervous. Um, I move on Tuesday, and then I start work the following Monday. Um, and so I'm moving in um, with my girlfriend because um, her family is in, and everything lives in Ohio, and they're about an hour out from Cleveland. And then my family is all in Chicago, um, and so they're about six-ish hours away. And so I'm also just happy to be back in, like, the north because I'm originally from Alaska, then moved to Washington, then Chicago, then here. And now I'm glad to be going, like, back up and, like, have mm -hmm. cold weather and snow and stuff. So my next question was, you do know they have winter up there, Oh, right? I'm so ready. I'm, I'm, I miss the snow so, so much. I miss, I miss, honestly, I miss shoveling. When I was little, it was my favorite, uh, like, chore to have to do. You're weird. <laughs> I get that a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm nervous. I, um, I signed the offer letter and everything the last week, and I got the apartment approved, the, like, also last week. Um, Mostly, like, I'm selling my drum set. If anyone doesn't know, I'm a, I'm a musician also. as like, a hobby. I've been, like, in band for a long time. I like to make music and stuff. Um, Dylan Hansen, Renaissance man. <laughs> who was the, who was our Renaissance guy, the, the artist we had? He, like, he, I know he does something at CSU as well. Um, uh, you're, talking conversation to, with him. you're talking about somebody. Oh, Bo Bartlett. Bo Bartlett. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'll be the next Bo, Bo Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably some parallels there. Um, it, you know, it's interesting to me to watch. When I made the transfer over here, and this is about you, not me, but you're going to find it's out. It's about both more. of us. It's your show. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my show. Uh, uh, I mean, you may get both of us fired before this is over. Uh, I have so many stories. No, no, let's stop <laughs> right now. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cut, cut, we're done. Uh, no, but... You know, when I came over here three and a half years ago, um, I didn't anticipate the impact that the young people, journalists and the production people like yourself, yeah. um, Axel, I mean. Carissa. Carissa. I mean, just all these young folks have had an incredible impact on me from a psychological standpoint of, one, some of y'all just drive me <laughs> crazy nuts crazy but i mean it's like you know just you i walk out in the parking lot and i'll scream sometimes i know the people at the at the uh towers across the street are going yeah. to watch chuck screaming today but you know but y'all have also been an incredible form of inspiration for me because it goes the same way too because, you know, I'm old. I mean, my race is getting close to being over. I mean, I've still got a few miles to go. But if this were a marathon, I'm well past the 22-mile mark. So I got four, four, a little over four miles to go. Um, 
or a little under four miles to go. Just the news or just like in like before I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm probably retiring. I would suspect I turn sixty two in a couple of uh in a couple of months. Yeah. You could always be a like political scientist or something. I feel like nah. you know so much more about politics than like most people because you got you've seen all sides of the table. Like I'm, so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been joking that I'm going to run for mayor, and I'm, <laughs> I may very well do it just despite. I would love all. to see you versus Skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's he's out. He's term limited. Oh it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an open seat in four years. Um, it's a, but I mean, you know, but y'all, the young folks, have been such an important part of my development as a journalist. I mean, Axel, you. Carrying all these oh, yeah. folks have grabbed and helped make the stuff I do better because I mean, I mean, Axel can speak to this probably better than you can, but he saw me in the formative days of Premiere and it was not a pretty <laughs> sight. Axel's I mean, our best editor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when you saw that, I mean, you, you jumped in a couple of times and you cleaned up some of my Premiere packages and stuff and you still are you cleaned up one last week for me um <laughs> you know it i mean people that worked with me four five six years ago if you told them that i was editing video shooting video and doing all that they'd have said nah not that guy he didn't even take pictures over here <laughs> he didn't even post his own stories to the web over here and, you know, and it, it's fascinating, but I couldn't have done that without, I mean, I, don't, I know I give y'all a little bit as far as experience and some, sometimes oh, definitely. some of that, but I know y'all give me the, y'all work with me on the technical side. I don't know at this point, like you, you, you're out there getting like footage most people don't get. Like if you're the one person that we can always count like on a ton of like B-roll for, because you always have like your tripod with like your camera set up just in case your other camera's not set up. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know about that. But if you guys I'm, haven't seen Chuck and Court, it's a sight to see it. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. Court is a, you know, you know, the thing about it is, and you got to go into that world a little bit during some of the Mark Jones. Am I allowed to s- Let's don't do okay. that. <laughs> no one knows, but it's funny. <laughs> i tell you what. You're leaving. I wasn't involved in it, so they okay. can't fire me. It's really not a bad... It's not no, a, no, okay. It's... Yeah. The, this is the most unusual That's Mark. Dylan has the most unusual Mark Jones story there is, and it's just bizarre. It's not. Even, it's not political. It's not. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Um, okay, Mark Jones was a former DA. He is now serving a prison sentence in Georgia pr- prisons for uh, for public corruption. Yep. Um, and Dylan came in and helped me with some of the trial. Um, because Carissa D'Agostino, who's in Columbus, Ohio now, yep. and Dylan were kind of the two that were in and out a lot with me on that in in the the last trial, and so right for the weekend, this case the is the day before the verdict. I'm pretty sure, right? Case is already in the hands of the jury. Yeah, and it's obvious when they leave on Friday, they've reached a verdict. And it appeared to have been guilty on five, four or five of the of the nine charges. Yeah. So everybody's wondering what's going to happen. So you're here working on Sunday night. I wasn't even working. So basically, so here's how the story went. I was I was hanging out with like some of my friends, and then afterwards I was like, you know what? 
I'm, I was going to go help someone decorate their apartment for Christmas. And so I go to Walmart. And so I go to, this is in my Pontiac, by the way, my like busted Pontiac. The doors were always falling apart, falling off of the car. Um, so I go pick up a bunch of Christmas decorations. And I'm like, you know what? Let me put some lights in the podcast studio. So on my way to like to WRBL, I stop at CVS because I need batteries. And I'm like, oh, I forgot batteries. I chose the worst place because they're always more expensive at CVS. Um, and so when I'm like going into like about to go to CVS, I park and I'm like, I see this like tall silhouette outside. I'm like, I'm like, why is this guy just like standing out there? And so I'm like, whatever. So as I start walking in, the guy also walks in and then starts asking the people that work there for the phone to like call someone. Um, and then, so I go in get my batteries. I'm a CVS rewards number. It takes me two seconds. I check out, I'm out. And as I'm like leaving, this guy comes up to me and is like, Hey dude, um, can I like ask you a favor? And I turn around and it's district attorney Mark Jones, <laughs> and I'm like, who okay. is currently <laughs> this less is the- than less than 24 hours from being put in handcuffs and let out of the courtroom. I was one of the last people to like see him outside of the courtroom um, before that verdict um, at CVS, and he asks, he's like, hey, um, like, can I get, can I get a ride home? And I was like. I was like, I guess I was like, uh, cause like I, I, at the moment, at first I was like, like, first off, I want you to know like what I do for like for, for a job and stuff. And I was like, I also want you to know, I'm not going to ask you any questions. There's nothing political about this. I just, I give people rides all the time. Like there's been like, um, like when I lived in, uh, LaGrange, I'd give people, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, I like to think that it, it comes around, you know? Um, but so I was like, you know what? Like, sure. How far is it? He's like, it's just like right down the road. I was like, okay, that's cool. And so, um, so I, I go to my car and I'm like, stay out of the car one second. And so I go open the passenger door and there's like all these like Christmas decorations in the front of the car. And so he helps me move all the decorations to the back of the car. And this whole time, it's just awkward silence. We're just like looking back and forth at each other. <laughs> and then I finally move all the decorations into the back of the car. And then he gets in the car. I start it up. Has trouble cranking. And then I start it up again. Then it finally starts up. And then um, I drive down, um, I think it's Manchester or Macon, one of those two roads. Um, drive into his house and then um, on the on the way there he's like is there anything you want to know and I was like nope nope <laughs> I'm not gonna ask any questions this is not this is not an interview um, and then um, yeah I was like I have like no part of this dropped case him off and then next day he was in jail I do remember that he did tell me he was like he's like I really don't want to go to go to jail for a long time and I was like I don't know, dude. When you told me the story <laughs> at first, very much like I did at the start of this show, I was like, are you trolling me? You know, is this, you know, you're this dude that all this weird stuff yes. happens to, and now you're 20 years old and you're going to Cleveland, Ohio to do a job at a TV station that's the top station and. The great state of Ohio. Yeah. Once, once you start to give up on uh, expectations, weird stuff just starts happening to you. I, I got to the station that night. and it like, works when you're in your 50s, too. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets, it gets even more interesting when you get in your 40s and 50s and you just start punting expectations. I, I want a time machine now. I want to find out what my 40s and 50s are going to be like. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to put this on the record. We're getting close to the end of this thing. Yeah. I'm going to put this on the record. One of the things that's popular you see in older people, they'll come back and they'll say, man, I wish I had told my 18-year-old self this. Yeah. You know, 
I don't know how to phrase it now, but what's do you know now as a 20-year-old <laughs> who's just, I mean, living this really interesting life? Uh, what, what, I mean, what do you think the 40, the what do you think the 60-year-old Dylan Hansen was going to come back and ask the 20-year-old? And say, hey, I wish you knew this, brother. Let's see. I don't know. I think probably to tell myself to drop the, not the ego, but, like, thinking you know everything. Um, my girlfriend tells me all the time. Uh, like, she she puts me in my place a lot because I, I often think I know things, and then, like, I'll speak on it, and she'd be like, you have no idea what you're talking about, which is a very, very good trait to have um, that she tells me that. Um, but I think I think it would probably just to be, like, don't think you know as much as you know. And I, I try to be very conscious of that or conscious of that. Um, I feel like I've lived a lot at 20 years old because I've experienced a lot of stuff. Um, you were truant. I didn't have the guts to be truant in, as a high school senior. <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. My freshman year when I lived in LaGrange, I, can't, I won't say how much school I missed, but it was, like, a good amount. And then you just sign a little pink slip at the end of the year, and, like, they excused all of them. Because I have zero absences for my freshman year. I missed more than in Russell County. <laughs> But, but like legally, I've missed. I missed. So you're telling me you're getting through life to this point by gaming the system? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. My whole life has kind of just been a, like a series of like like unexpected events after another. Um, I don't know. I think when I turned like ten was when I realized that like life wasn't ten. So my this isn't a sob story. Like so, at ten, my dad left, and so we moved. We were homeless for a little bit, so I moved in with my uncle in Chicago for a while. Um, and then at that point, I kind of told myself, I was like, no matter what happens, I was like, like, here's only up from here. And so I was just kind of like, no expectations. I'm just going to do whatever I want to and just kind of live my life that way. And so, so you grew up fast. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of grew up pretty fast, I like to think. Which I thought, that's why I want to say at 20, like I'm going to Cleveland and like it's a, it's a huge risk for them. I, like I'll say that, but to me, I feel like it's... It's just another stone, like another stepping stone in the journey, like to wherever I want to go. I have, I have an end goal. I'm not going to say it because I don't want anyone to steal the idea, but I have an end goal. Um, and hopefully I'll be in Cleveland for five, six years, and then maybe Chicago or New York or something, and then um, be able to start working on like my project that I want to work on. But um, So, you know. you know, the main person that can crush your goals is you. Oh, my gosh, I do it all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, if you're not dreaming big enough, you just you shouldn't be dreaming. I mean, and sounds like you're dreaming big. Well, we're at the point of this show, Dylan, that you're probably very well aware of. It's called Turn the Tables. Oh, no. Well, I'm gonna, Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about there. this. Uh, you did. You get to ask me a question now. Ooh, okay. Um. So that I could ask. No, I will not adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so I could ask like the generic question and be like, um, like, what advice would you have for me, like moving up, like to Ohio and like moving out, like on my own and everything? Because um, it's also my first time like moving out. Um, but okay, I think I do want to know that. Can I ask two questions? Yeah. That and then also, are you nervous? Um, for the future of, like, your podcasts and, like, the podcast studio? No, I'm not. I think there's some value to this, and I think that's not a – that's a good thing, and I think we will continue 
to I mean I'll ask the answer the second question first. But I think I think we will uh hold on, come here. We're f- Is it hold Kenzie? on. We are fixing to <laughs> come on in, Tommy. Okay. There there are not many times, Dylan, you get okay, Tom Tommy Robinson just walked in the studio. Slide over, Jim Dylan. Most, most people don't know, but Tommy Robinson is the assistant head coach at. Is that did I get that right? Uh, I'm, I'm running back coach at Texas. I was assistant head coach at LSU. I'm running back coach at Texas. This guy. No This guy's coached at Texas A&M. He's a Phoenix City guy. He his sister is Mayor Lowe's wife. Uh, Tommy and I both are proud Troy State graduates, uh, and uh, and I started an online movement that didn't get very far. I tried to get them to hire Tommy as the head coach this year. <laughs> there was two of us, me and Rusty Corson. Everyone big like comes from this area. That's what I'm learning. Well, <laughs> everyone big comes from like this area is what I'm learning. <laughs> well, well, Tommy, I want to wish you all the best. All the like, I, sh- I saw you walking through here, and good to see you, brother. Good too. Hey, win when, when all of them but that Auburn game. We don't want you to win the Auburn game. <laughs> Beat Alabama by 100 now. Yeah, it's because your coach and their coach started talking. See you, brother. That's life. That was wild. Sacra's got him in the studio. Oh, Sacra? Yeah, okay. Sacra's got him in the studio for something. Uh, this stuff but, happens all the time. Yeah, I mean that's life with Chuck. Um, <laughs> it's not as exciting as life with you, but Aww. you know. But you know, one thing I would tell you is, you know, dude, you got a great internal compass. You you believe, you know, you say ego. What I see is a guy that believes in himself, and if you don't believe in yourself, ain't nobody else gonna believe in you. And that's a lesson that took me a long time to kind of learn. I'm still learning it, I think. Well, and I think you will be. But you believe in yourself. I think you're going to do incredibly, incredibly well. And I think to answer your second question, the the podcast will survive. I think Axel, others will figure this out. I mean, you know, it. We'll figure out how to kind of go. You know, we may do some readjusting, and I mean, you may get texts from me from now and. It's okay, t- I'm expecting them. And I'll be working less hours because I'll be working 40 hours a week. So I'll be able to figure it out. We're not going there. Uh, well, I tell you what, I'm, I, man, I'm looking so forward to seeing where your journey takes you. You're one of the best. And um, our be guest back. has been Dylan Hansen. Now, Dylan gets to watch me for the last time wreck the bus. Out, uh, Axel, I wreck the bus every time going out of here. We'll start with you can see the Chuck Williams show and watch the Chuck Williams show on WRBL. Dot com seven o'clock on Tuesday nights. We've been off a little lately. Dylan is doing some stuff here. You also can catch me on the traditional podcast forms on Spotify, Apple, and iHeart. Also, we are a social media animal, and you can catch me on Twitter at Chuck Williams. I'm getting a lot more active on Twitter these days. Awesome. And a little less active on Facebook. Uh, Chuck Williams WRBL on Facebook. And there's a political reason for that. The political universe revolves around Twitter a little bit True. more than Facebook. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm always there. on Twitter because of that. And Instagram is Chuck Williams 0999. Uh, show has been ably directed in its first time out by Axel, and we appreciate it very much. And Dylan Hansen has been our guest. Dylan Check has below moved. for my Twitter link. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> 
gonna miss you. Gonna miss you, man. You've been, a, you've been, a, you've been a great job here, and and you're gonna do very, very well. You've been listening to the Chuck Williams Show. We hope you come back again next week. We'll have some guests who's probably gonna be here longer than the next four days. Take care. <laughs>